On this episode of the Last King podcast, we're going to be doing our play-by-play of Game of Thrones episode four. But first, Star Wars Day. Rest in peace, Peter Mayhew. Oh, and Sonic, I guess. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Last King podcast. I am Eccentric Tom. And I am the Blue Thunder himself. Oh, shopping. God. Hey, right. So, uh, we are unfortunately down a man. Um, Mr. Toffee has a... The Space Aids fled up again, so uh, he has to take <laughs> a day off. Space Aids. That's the running joke, isn't it? <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, we're not in the space station anymore. We're in, we're in Singapore. Hey, Space Aids, just like real Aids, it uh, sticks to you for life. Yes, we have a Space Aids yellow alert right here in town. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Nice one, sir. Speaking of a yellow alert, I'm no, looking forward to the Pikachu. I'm extremely. Oh yes, yes, I am very much looking forward to it. Speaking of yellow alert, Mr. Toffee. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I was not going to do that one because you know I can. I'm Asian. Yeah. So anyway, yes, Mr. Toffee is down and out for the count because uh, he had a slight case of eye cancer after watching the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Oh, I guess. Oh boy. Um, he, he was the first guy to message me and like tell me. I owe the humanity and I was like wondering what's this link and then I saw the thing and I thought to myself like oh they did it yeah. <laughs> they really did it <laughs> I, I remember I I watched it on the big screen and uh, I could not stop laughing <laughs> but not for the reasons they wanted me to be laughing it was like a nice nervous laugh uh, no just a kind of like Oh sweet Jesus! No one has learned a thing since <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. You know what's no? You know, and, and here's the thing: we've been going on and on about how great Castlevania is, and we're like, yeah. we were like kind of campaigning, like, yes, video game adaptations will finally see the light, and but, this shit happens. <laughs> shit! I mean, <laughs> Tomb Raider, not a perfect movie, not even necessarily a good movie. Yeah, but I enjoyed it, and okay. it was definitely a step up from the shit we used to get. Or at least the other Tomb Raider movies. <laughs> the other Tomb Raider movies, yeah. <laughs> Though I have slept to admit, uh, Angela Jolie over what's her name again? Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. Any eh, day. I don't know. Vikander's more of my type of woman. Oh, you like no tits, huh? <laughs> Sorry, no comment. Anyway, <laughs> that's what he said. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so um, you know what? Let's go straight into the down and dirty before we talk about uh, how uh, kind of tepid Star Wars Day was, also. Yeah. And uh, okay, so this Sonic trailer dropped, and um, I was like, kind of thinking, like, were the executives like waiting in their boardrooms, like you know, as they launched this on YouTube, thinking like, oh, we're gonna blow people away with how amazing and how well we did this. I mean, <laughs> I think more the case was that uh, someone walked into the boardroom and said, uh, excuse me, um, gentlemen, but uh, the Sonic Twitter's up and they look up from a pile of cocaine and hookers. <laughs> went, oh, oh, yeah, that thing. Okay, cool. Uh, let me know what the numbers are. And they go back and snort a huge line. And then they see the, the, the down votes on YouTube and they think, oh my God, we've done too much cocaine. Yeah. yeah but I mean, oh. that's the only explanation I can have because to see something so devoid of artistic direction not only or this purpose. I mean like you have to understand like uh, right around this time like we had some of the greatest fan service ever with Avengers Endgame and oh, with yeah. Game of Thrones with the battle for Winterfell yeah and then this happens <laughs> just to Same remind week. us that <laughs> just, just, just to remind us nope no, no you're having way too much fun people I, mean, I think yeah I think I actually watched this after the episode oh definitely yeah, yeah. And, um, After we recorded yeah, our, our episode last week. Oh boy. I mean, 
I, I don't know what to say. Well, okay, I have a lot of things to say. Being a, speaking as an older gentleman who remembers Sonic when he was cool back in the 90s. Yeah. Oh my god. And yes, mm. Sonic fans, the last time Sonic was cool was in the 90s. I slightly agree. Uh, yeah, no, I, tr- I definitely agree. Yeah, like the last Sonic, good Sonic game was Sonic 3. No, I'm a Sonic CD. Oh wait, Sonic CD is before three. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of Sonic and Knuckles. I mean, like that 16-bit era Sonic. And then, yeah, I do kind of like um, the Dreamcast one was fun when I played it. No, nah, once Sonic went 3D, it didn't really become a Sonic game. And then, like, there was the debacle with Sonic Four, where they promised everybody, okay, it's a return to form. We're gonna do the whole 2D side-scrolling uh, classic Sonic gameplay. And they're yet to release the other episodes. Yeah, hmm. well, it's because they did Colors, which was apparently meh. Well, yeah, it was pretty meh. I mean, the the thing about a Sonic the Hedgehog game is that it's a one-trick pony. It's basically how fast you can go from the left to the right, and along the way, collect all the rings and uncover all the secrets. So you're saying that you've got to go fast to enjoy the game? Well, you got to go fast. You know, it is Ramadan. Could I call you off no, you didn't. <laughs> anyway, sirs. Uh, but, okay, so maybe I'll, I'll take the stance of the fanboy or, like, the, the guy who actually remembered playing these Sonic games because uh, there's two legions of Sonic fans. There's guys like me who remember very fondly with nostalgia glasses and everything, the 16-bit era. Uh-huh. And then there's those other Sonic fans who are on DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah. The, and the, I think this the, is kind of... The pregnant c- Sonic uh, That, party. you know, like, yeah. And I think this is kind of catering to them because this is what I'm... I- <laughs> Is it? See, this is what... I, I want to know who is... Let me, let me paint the scenario for I, you, sir. I think I have seen this particular drawing on DeviantArt at some point. Bro, you haven't DeviantArted until you just DeviantArted Sonic. So, this is literally... Um, this is m- my uh, reenactment of how they decided to make the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, yeah, please. So, some executives were like thinking, Ah, oh, they're making a Detective Pikachu. Uh, what uh, flustering uh, thing from the 90s mascot can we use to counter that? Oh, there's this Sonic the Hedgehog thing. It's pretty pretty popular okay fine let's get our best guys on it so they hire some intern to research sonic uh-huh. and they're like you know when you when you google sonic the first thing that comes up is the, the deviantart pages <laughs> and he's like oh the, the kids like this we'll make it a movie yeah he, he needs to have a uh, human anatomy for some reason <laughs> and uh, teeth who gives sonic teeth i mean the teeth is one thing but for me it's the fingers i mean the finger the fully articulated Furry fingers. Of course, you know, when he has to do the shocker on poor tails. <laughs> <laughs> you need all, yeah, I mean, you can't do it with just like the four finger gloves, sir. You gotta have like human hands and teeth. Why does he have teeth? <laughs> that is so creepy looking. Not just teeth, human teeth. He doesn't even have like, what is it, an insectivore? Regular hedgehogs? Uh, yeah. Probably they're, they enjoy the grubberies. The gr- <laughs> that sounds vaguely filthy. Uh, vaguely filthy. Again, we're talking about Sonic. You find on DeviantArt. We're talking about DeviantArt Sonic again. <laughs> so I mean, like this is literally what happened. So like some poor intern, I, I I've downloaded some uh, images. I made a mood board, and executives were like, "Fuck it, let's do it." <laughs> yeah, probably an intern who was like, "Okay, it's my last week. I know I'm not getting my job, so fuck it, I'm gonna dick around." No, he was pro- <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, it could have been even worse. He decided to like. Uh, Find like do research for Sonic. On oh, we thought we were being sincere <laughs> on Tumblr. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, before or God. after the porn purge? I don't know. I'm probably during. Anyway, yeah. so it's like you know, I can't wait to see like a uh, creepy Amy Rose and creepy tails and. Uh, speaking of creepy, Jim Carrey's gonna be Robotnik and a uh, very uh inspired it's, choice for uh, Robotnik. I it's, see. It's nineties 
carry, which is an interesting return to form. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, uh, this I mean, is Jim Carrey not giving a fuck. <laughs> oh, for sure. This is Jim Carrey. I want my paycheck. Uh, not you know. Uh, Man on the Moon. This um, this is Jim Carrey. That Ace Ventura royalties is starting to run dry. Huh? I haven't acted in almost a decade. Well, so, yes, yeah. because you know the young generation are watching and are going, "Oh, this is problematic." Hmm. Mm-hmm. So they can't make money off that anymore. But then again, so slightly burst your uh, wonderful um, image that you've created. This movie has been in production for about uh, I six years, ten years. They wanted to make this back in 2016. I wouldn't say it's been in production. I mean, it's been options since then, but yeah. this looks like a, a movie that took two years to slap together. Yeah, probably when they first heard down the line that they were making like, the features, okay, let's start wrapping the shit up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and the problem is like when you have a CGI character, like even the actors didn't know what they were looking at oh, until it was too late, probably. Yeah. So and you can poor James Marsden and uh, yeah. <laughs> This is the second time in his career James Marsden has to drive a CG guy character in a car somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I, I saw that meme. The hop thing, yeah. Man, you know what? This is a shared universe, boys. There, there we go. Oh, God. Hop. Uh, like, uh, the most ambitious uh, crossover ever. The Easter Bunny and Sonic. Sure. I mean, there's, there's rabbits in Sonic lore, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Sonic lore. He's a fucking hedgehog. Of course there are rabbits that exist. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. Maybe let's do the the, the breakdown of the character himself. Uh, so, Eccentric Tom, I mean, you're not that much of a diehard Sonic fan, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure... That's an... Even that is an overstatement. I even don't give that- a shit about <laughs> Sonic. Okay, so uh, speaking from uh, non-experience and speaking as a person who is just you know, in it to win it, um, your thoughts on the design, sir? Well, uh, I mean, I'm kind of regarding it in the same way that... Uh, you're watching someone's marriage about to break down in a restaurant. <laughs> like, you feel slightly uncomfortable, but you can't look, look away. away. <laughs> it's so disturbing and yeah. gross and You're kind of like holding out and, and waiting for her to start throwing things at yeah. him, right? <laughs> it's kind of voyeuristic as well. <laughs> but you can kind of thrill out of just how horrible it is. Yep, this is definitely a car crash. Yeah, now, unfortunately, at time of recording, they said that they're going to be fixing the design. Too little too late, I think. But too little too late, yeah. and also the problem is, is that... The thing is, that's kind of robbed the reason for me to go watch this movie. Because, because you wanted to hate watch this, or...? Yeah, I wanted to watch that horrible man-hog. <laughs> I'm stealing the expression from Jim Sterling because I love it so much. This man-hog thing. From one man-hog to another, huh, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jim Sterling. I'm not fat-shaming. I'm kind of overweight, too. I can see it. <laughs> ah, he'd probably agree with you. Um, but, yeah. It's like... It, Without that, if they're going to have, like, the actual, like, character from, like, 90s Sonic, it would just be a really boring movie with nothing to go for. At least this is a car wreck which might be hate watch for years to come. Hmm. It might be my generation's The Room. Mm, probably. Yeah. Only with less uh, sincerity because, you know. Yeah, The Room had a lot of sincerity. <laughs> wait, wait, are you talking about Wiseau or Larson? Wiseau. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. No, the Larson one is an... Honest to God, wonderful, not wonderful, but heartbreaking movie, which utterly defeated me as, like, you know, a person. And the other one also defeated you. But for different reasons. <laughs> for different reasons. I have a friend who goes sees it at least once or twice a year. Which one, Larson or Wiseau's? Uh, the Wiseau one. Really? Yeah. And he finds something new every time, apparently. She goes. Oh, she? Yeah. And I said, hopefully not sober, like, a few times sober. 
And so I questioned, uh, you know, why why am I talking to? This but does person? she do the midnight screenings where you start to throw spoons and stuff at the screen? She went to one at six a.m. Oh, yeah, I would love to meet her. She, she's an interesting character. She sounds fascinating right now. So Sonic, <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe I let's do this proper. What do you think about the choice in slightly realistic anatomy? It is the most awful <laughs> decision they could have possibly made. Short of going full-on anatomically correct, it just had this big swinging penis. No, it's a hedgehog. It's a tiny little pink thing, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and apparently they have five nipples. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, for some reason they have an odd number of nipples. <laughs> That's not a nipple. <laughs> uh, so hey, Anything can be if you try hard enough. Yeah, okay, you know what? Uh... Then what do you think about the voice and the interaction with the human characters? Um, I mean, it's ben- a different kind of uncanny value, right? Yeah, I mean, Ben Schwartz is fine. I don't really have much of an opinion of him. I I don't find him particularly engaging, but whatever. Man's got to work. Man's got to work. That's literally the subtitle for this movie. Man's <laughs> got to work. Man's got to work. Look, they asked me to do it. I just did it. It's it's a paycheck. Sorry, yeah, kids. But the only person I feel sorry for is James Marsden because. This is a man who deserves to have had a better career. He was the best Cyclops. For sure. Out of the one Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, no. We had the um, dude from uh, Ready Player One. Oh, he played the, Young Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I thought he played Mr. Fantastic. Oh, different guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah different, different guy. guy. Uh, Same nose, though. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why they cast him. But, um, I mean, I only feel sorry for him because he definitely deserves to have had a better shot at something decent. But you know what? Props to him for just being a true uh, consummate professional Absolutely. and just, you know, taking the job and doing it. Yeah, I don't feel anything for Gary Sinise because he's doing exactly the same character all over again. Is he in this one? He's a general. Really? Was it Gary Sinise? It looks like Gary Sinise. It's not Gary Sinise. Is it not? It's somebody else. They can't even afford Gary Sinise. They can't even... No, Gary Sinise says... He is a true Sonic fan. He avoided it when he saw the script. <laughs> that would be <laughs> the funniest fucking revelation. That Gary Sinise is a hardcore Sonic fan. Hey, so, um... We know Jim Carrey isn't because... Oh my god. You like, know Yeah, he, he needs the cash to support his anti-vaccine campaigns. And his artwork, apparently. Yeah. That's what he's doing mostly. How much did that hurt you to discover that? That he's an anti-vaxxer. You know what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, he, 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 gave me, he gave me some of the funniest movies ever. So, you know what? Live your life, sir. Yeah. And also, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Line. One of the greatest movies of all time. So, you know what? Sure, live yeah, your sure, life. Go ahead. But uh, please, everyone, uh, vaccinate your kids. Yes, please. please. <laughs> Measles are real. <coughs> and, and you know what? Speaking as two uh, guys with a podcast... Living autism isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> I mean, I would be offended, but you assaulted literally everyone who's ever done a podcast. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we're so socially awkward, we need to record our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's well, wrong with being autistic, you know? There's nothing wrong with being autistic. Apparently, it makes me good at math, okay? Oh, wait, no, that's because I'm Asian. Yeah. Anyway, so, so speaking oh, of math. So many stereotypes. <laughs> Speaking of math, so how much money was poured into this? This is a $90 million movie, sir. And this is the best thing they got. I think about $70 million of that went to convince Jim Carrey to do this shit again. Do you think he commands that kind of salary still? I think he... Well, maybe not that much, but 
probably at least 10, 20 million. Uh, he's like a 12 million dollar guy, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's still a hefty amount for a comic actor. True that. But yeah. then it's Jim Carrey, so... Yeah. Yeah, and then, okay, James Martin is... I, you know scale he's <laughs> probably almost there almost for sure and Ben Schwartz he uh, by, I think he was like an internet comedian until fairly recently yeah so. but then if you're like just doing voiceover work it's a totally different thing exactly because yeah you get paid a lot unless less. of course he had, he, they asked him to do the mocap which I doubt so but then again no yeah. the way that uh, Sonic was moving that was definitely not mocap mm-hmm. uh, so um, I'm, just, uh, I'm just picturing the way it was stretching and it's making me kind of throw up a little bit in my mouth. Seriously. I mean, like, even so, it's like when I was watching it and I thought to myself, like, okay, it, it was literally like, um, I don't know how to explain this. It's, it's like similar to your um, your analogy of like watching like a, like a married couple fight in a restaurant. Yeah. But for me, it was coming in slow motion because I was witnessing it just evolve into something totally terrifying and uh, turns out it's your marriage that's about to fall apart yeah I know it's like you know it's, it felt to me like you know like okay it's like every time I was questioning my sanity <laughs> it's like okay they did this and then you know how they they, they kind of tease the character as if it's like going to be some amazing big reveal yeah and we're all supposed to like stand up in applause and like oh yes this is the this is the true <laughs> Sonic that we've all been clamoring for this is exactly how all of us imagined it I mean I want to meet the one person who's apologizing for this no who actually genuinely likes this character design that exists there are people out there who like the, the prequel trilogy I think <laughs> even the artists that made it who's don't like the, this they probably got them from DeviantArt <laughs> yeah they, they, they probably drew this and went what have I done what have I done what have I done as they're uh, posting this uh, and sending it for rendering so like the, the question I guess we need to ask each other and probably when uh, John comes back is uh, are we are we gonna watch this? <laughs> um, I'm still gonna watch it because uh, I just you hate yourself that much <laughs> kinda but but also it's because this has a potential to be so terrible it's laughable mm. and I want to get some kind of satisfaction out of it also I have this mental image of how this movie was made is you remember that Monty Python sketch of the world's funniest uh, joke well, yeah. uh, where people read it so they die it's the same thing here but they die from disgust so people have to just <laughs> work out like small sections of the movie and if you watch too much of it you are hospitalized but that joke was very funny actually yeah. <laughs> my dog has no nose how does he smell awful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn it, Monty Python. Uh, okay, so Sonic the Hedgehog movie's coming out this year. They have their work cut out for them. They yeah, need to really... They're redesigning it and they've got six months. And as a friend of animators, fuck you, executives. <laughs> like, Not if man. you're going to pull this kind of bullshit, stick to your guns. Don't be so spineless and force like poor wage slaves to toil on the crunch to fix your shite. Or even better, uh, dear executives... Ask the fans first. <laughs> yeah, just just ask one guy. Like they're easy to find. Sonic fans are often still wearing the hats. Yeah, like milling about aimlessly, humping lampposts. Or they're on podcasts like this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So, uh, what do you think they can do with this? Uh, I mean, at the very I mean, like, very best, what do they need to change about Sonic right now that will fix this problem? Because like no everything. M- like just burn it down and start a new. 
Yeah, like there's never been a case of like Hollywood. It's like unreleasable. Uh, like this movie is still gonna come out. I mean, like we mentioned, uh, like last year was like, how is it possible that movies like Annihilation could be unreasonable? It's like one of the best films ever, and it's like, oh yeah, there is no market for films like this. Yeah, because but apparently markets yeah. exist for this. This, and mm-hmm. I mean, technically, there are not that many differences between this and Annihilation. They both <laughs> really, they both uh, have, have terrifying unspe- things, unspeakable <laughs> monstrosities. <laughs> human-like noises that come out from them and tear <laughs> people's faces off. Threatening Natalie Portman, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey. And hey, like if they want to be really ballsy, don't change the character design. Spend the six months changing it into a hard R movie. And turn it into a movie with Sonic. <laughs> like those Flash games where you have Sonic like mm-hmm. with that horrible grin eating people. Uh, so... Uh, you know, we've been harping about Sonic the Hedgehog for too long. The trailer came out. Uh, as a fan of the character and the original slew of games, I am gonna just declare right now, I'm not gonna watch this thing. No, you're not. Even after Proceed. they fixed it, because, you know what? I would rather spend that money buying Sonic games. <laughs> Which is probably gonna skyrocket for in. For the cost of a movie right? ticket, I think you could probably buy all the good ones. Well, depends. Actually, no. Sega being dicks about reselling it. Mm, well, yeah, but I still own the eh, the cartridges right here. I'm not talking about. Hmm. Okay, so let's move speaking on. Speaking of furry and depressing, uh, we lost one of the greats. Uh, probably oh, such a terrible segue. It's the only one I could think of, unfortunately. So Star Wars Day happened, and also along with that came the tragic news that uh, we lost uh, everybody's favorite co-pilot. Uh, Peter Mayhew, uh, may you rest in peace, is uh, another one of the original trilogy who has left us too soon. Yeah, and to be fair, his health has been deteriorating for quite a few years. It has. Like, you know, the pictures you see of him standing, like, he can only stand for a few minutes at a time. I think he's wheelchair bound most of the time. Mm, yeah. So, um,. But he, I think for a man, with, I can't remember what his condition was. I think just from being too tall. Yeah. But he still managed to reach, I think it was mid-70s. Well, I mean... Which is, you know, respectable, but still gone too soon. Rest in peace, you wonderful man. Yeah. Like, generally a heartwarming individual. True that. Just yeah. a really wholesome man, just spreading the love online. I mean, like, the evidence of that is, you just need to see the reactions from the likes of, like, Carrie... Uh, not Carrie, Peter Mason, I'm sorry. That Harrison, impressive. Harrison comes Ford. back from the grave. Nah, I mean, they, they're, to, they're finally together again, or... Yeah. But, like... Oh, what uh, that killed me, when Harrison Ford says at the wake, I always loved him. And, and then, whoever controls his, uh... Probably his family. Yeah, says, he knew. Which is, one, fantastic reference... And two, soul-crushingly sad. Yeah. But in the best kind of way. So, I don't know. I mean, we're only a heart attack away from losing Luke Skywalker himself. I, uh, I think he's looking after himself pretty well. Yeah, I guess. Um, but, you know what? I don't know. It, it kind of saddens me to think that, you know, not only are my favorite movies dying <laughs> under the, the weight of all this bullshit Disney nonsense, but also at the same time, like my heroes are slowly like fading away themselves, and it is kind of depressing in the sense where like oh yeah, there's gonna be another Star Wars movie this year, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that's apparently gonna fix everything, and which y- is yeah. I mean, I I'm very worried because like the thing is for Star Wars Day, and there was no further announcements or anything. Yeah, I mean there was the teaser, and well. I really do not understand is that the only thing that 
I have any interest about the Mandalorian. They're not releasing the footage they showed. Hmm. They like the only stuff is like uh, the bootleg stuff that people filmed at the actual showcase. You wouldn't have happened to caught any of that, would you? I caught the audio. Oh, okay. Uh, generally interesting. Like the dialogue is smart, well paced. It's not unnecessarily mature, but definitely it's kind of like, oh, this ain't your Disney uh, Star Wars. But it's gonna be definitely uh, Disney streaming exclusive, right? Disney streaming exclusive, but uh, you know. My hope is that Disney now are such an unstoppable juggernaut that they're willing to have some more financially risky endeavors, mm-hmm. even with such a big temple franchise like Star Wars. Yeah, I guess. Because like, you can pretty much release anything under the Star Wars label and it will make money. Not apart from Solo. And Last Jedi. <laughs> no, Last Jedi made a okay, fair amount of money. I mean, ticket sales, yeah, but yeah. it's like, I'm mean, talking about in terms of the real dollars, which is the merchandise. Oh, you merchandise, yeah, no. Like, no one's buying a Rose Tico. Uh, Nobody owns a pork. Do you own one? No. Well, I've I've seen quite a few porks out in the wild. Yeah, those are gonna be in the dumpster very soon, anyway. Yeah, because uh, they make good chew toys. Chew toys. Chew toys. <laughs> sure. Like the real ones too. Uh, yes, apparently. <laughs> Go listen to uh, eat all your porks. <laughs> <laughs> a recipe for porks. Anyway, um, so Star Wars is kind of. Uh, Losing his luster. I mean, we did kind of touch on this, and the fact is, like, we wanted to do an actual whole episode about Star Wars Day and, like, kind of give our hot take on it. But at this point of time, like, okay, since we're down one as well, I think it's a little bit unfair to do this roundtable discussion without uh, John. But yeah, and I mean, it's it's been and gone. I don't think there's much else to add apart from. I just don't care about Star Wars you know at all anymore. Yeah, and as a Star Wars fan, and I'm a diehard Star Wars fan, it's like it's set. I mean, I not say I don't care, but it's just that I don't have the kind of excitement as I did. Like even when they announced the Phantom Menace, and I didn't know it was going to be terrible. Yeah. But there was this, uh, like you know, this stirring in the air that you know something amazing was going to happen. And then I think it's like the. Do you think that Disney is probably hedging their bets and not trying to ride the hype train too much? They're just going to release it and hope it actually just. I think pans out. Uh, probably the executives had a long discussion and realized that this is not their big money maker anymore. Yes. Marvel is definitely their big fucking gravy train. Which I. Considering Endgame is probably a week away from being the highest grossing movie of all time. Will it top Avatar? For sure. It's already at 2.3 billion. But I mean, adjusted it, for inflation. It, it beat Titanic yesterday. Oh, well done. Yeah. In two weeks, it beats the entire run of uh, Titanic. Finally. Yeah. And that was a record that held on the longest year. And you know what? Cameron wrote and said, well done, on Twitter. And <laughs> he posted a photoshopped image of the, the big Avengers logo sinking the Titanic. <laughs> which I thought was, well done. I, mean, I, he, I applaud that. He's, he's the kind of guy who, who knows how to roll the punches. But then again, he doesn't care about making movies anymore, apparently. He no. needs to make Avatar movies. Well, to be fair, I think he decided this is just going to be my tech demos for the next tech I'm going to make for my next movie. I mean, to me, he feels like... He's like similar to something like John Carmack when he was working on games like Quake, where it's like, yeah. I'm more interested in the technology and pushing the limitations of filmmaking rather Basically, than telling I'm stories. I'm going to be the film equivalent of a benchmark for everyone else to work against. Like, yeah, and he's probably going to be the guy who finally cracks the code and delivers 8K in a way that is feasible, reasonable, and uh, like you know, worth the money. Yeah, well, shit, he did it with 3D, and he did it with uh, the mocap for uh, Alita. So, mm. hey, you know. 
Yeah, I think I, I agree. Like, A Little Better Angel is one of the few films that finally manages to kind of close the gap on the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the closest we've ever achieved. Still a bit to go, but... And then you get something like the Sonic trailer to remind <laughs> you. This is how bad it could be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and hey, good news, Alita made money. It's probably going to get a sequel. So, thank God, Japan, for uh, making sure that we get a sequel. Oh, thank God, Asia. Because yeah. the thing is, uh, I think a lot of people underestimate the fact that Alita is huge here. And, mm. like, it's... I won't call it underground. I won't call it B-tier. But I would call it uh, underappreciated. But there are the hardcore fans. And the thing is, like, it's a story that needed to be told in a way that was grandiose. And mm-hmm. also, at the same time, uh, with the kind of sincerity and the kind of talent that uh, James Cameron had. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's strange because like Alita is Fox. Yeah, which is now owned by Disney. So does Disney own Alita? Mm, I think because Cameron I'm, owns the he rights. He owns the rights. Yeah, I think it was Fox that distributed it. They don't own the property. So do you think? Because I'm thinking perfect world scenario. Would James Cameron be like, okay, I have this movie, you have your thing. Disney, give me money, and I'll top whatever you did. And I'm the kind of guy with the balls and the ability to do so. Considering that Cameron has a ooh, 100% success rate with uh, box office returns. I th- Pretty much. I think that we had a good good chance. And I think he's the only one who could go toe-to-toe with Disney and say, no, my terms, my movie, and still manage to get some funding from them. Which is, but then again, you, you can see the same thing about guys like Peter Jackson, and he can't do that anymore. Well, because Peter Jackson... Uh, Shit the bit with the hobby, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the individual parts that are enjoyable in that movie, but as a whole, you, you could tell that his heart wasn't in it. But also, you could also kind of tell that executives were kind of forcing him, this has to be a trilogy. Yeah, which is like sure. I mean, like he got like he got the Joss Whedon, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he really wanted to do something great and do something interesting and probably like do justice to something that he cared about. And executives were like, "Oh, make it like this," and he's like, "Oh, but you know, or do you want to use your money to pay for this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Like for fuck's sake, he reduced Ian McKellen to tears <laughs> because. He was recording a scene which he had done earlier in uh, Lord of the Rings, but in a green screen against uh, a ball just in a green room. And he said, sobbing, I didn't come into acting for this. <laughs> he reduced a stalwart sweetheart like Ian McKellen to tears. Yep. So, uh, there we go. Um, I don't know. We're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> No, we're talking about franchises yeah. because if you un- last game fans, you know that we always have this nice underlying theme because we're artistic that way. We're y- talking yeah. about franchises that are kind of like remembered way back in the day for being amazing and great, and you know parts of our childhood, and just seeing how things are getting ruined, huh? Pretty yeah. soon, all and the thing is, Game of Thrones is gonna end pretty soon. It's like we're gonna have nothing to talk about in a positive way. It might be the return of Angry Shafi. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, you saw glimpses of Angry Tom, so uh, you know, maybe there you we'll, just, we'll become the new Angry Podcast. God damn, the only thing I'm looking forward to this year is fucking John Wick 3, and that better not yeah. shit the bed. <laughs> it might. I don't know, but then again, uh, Matrix references, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, uh, I mean, okay, I mean, is just, there anything else you want to like squeeze out of this? Uh, this is the one matters? last thing I want to squeeze out of it, uh, not only for the sake of a tangent, but also for the sake of a segue. Uh huh. Do you think Lord of the Rings will ever come back? Well, they're making the Amazon series. What are your odds? I think, well, first I'm going to see... I mean, who's who's sure running? Who's writing? I, I honestly don't know, but I know that the writing team have been locked in a 
storage closet somewhere and are allowed to see the light of day. I'm being serious. Like, they're literally, like, shut out from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, you're afraid of people spoiling the prequel to Lord of the Rings. Spoiler alert, Sauron's the bad guy. Because apparently going to be doing, like, the Second Age stuff, like Fall of Numenor, Rise of uh, Sauron, Forging of the Three Rings kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would yeah. really be interested if they could somehow take something like the Cimmerillion and, like, really branch it off Ouch, into... That would be... I would pass off to anyone who could do that. That is... Like, the thing is, right, is if everybody's going to use something like Avengers and Game Infinity War as the benchmark for, for what entertainment has to be, you have nothing but a universe potential if you, like, were to That's do true. the Cimmerillion properly. Oh, yeah, it'd be like... Oh, From the gods to the older yeah, gods. Like someone snapped and half the population of the universe disappeared. We're gonna sink a continent on screen <laughs> while an army of Balrogs march against literal manifestations of deities. And like, yes, that's and what I wanna footsteps, see. Footsteps are crushing mountains. I mean, if you thought. I want to resurrect Tolkien and say, <laughs> we can make your vision come true. But knowing him, it probably like, oh, but I want it to be a Christian allegory. He's like, fuck off, old man. In Elvish. Yeah. <laughs> Oy, so, I mean. So, uh, because this is probably one of the few ch- chances I have, I want you as the uh, resident. Well, I'm also a Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah. But okay, you're definitely more fanboyish about it. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, we're gonna have some cheap knockoff Game of Thrones bullshit. We know what I'm predicting. With even more plot armor because no one dies in Lord of the Rings. This is the. the okay, I want to pitch to you the worst idea ever. Yeah. The Tales of Young Aragorn. That would suck <laughs> so much. And I am afraid that they're going to do that because of name recognition. Exactly. Because the thing is, as much as we would love to have like our dream of like, well, they call it Middle Earth for a reason. Let me show you all of it. But no, it's going to be like, oh, this is Young Aragorn. I'm but the sprightly young knave learning my yeah. ways and about I'm the world. And I'm going to flirt and have a will they, weren't they, with someone we're going to see get married with in the movie version. Yes. It's like, you have the fall of Numenor. You have, you know, the children of a Nern side story, which is a fun little adventure. I mean, think of you it this way. You have the fall of Arnor. Look, Jesus Christ, like, the rise of the Witch King would be amazing. That would be fucking amazing. Uh, but what I would love is, okay, especially for you guys who don't read the books as much, but maybe are very familiar with the movies. I've probably seen them like a couple well, yeah, hundred times. Everyone's seen the movies, hopefully. Wouldn't you like to know when like uh, the Fellowship was walking through that ancient dwarf? Oh, yeah. Moria? What happened then? Yeah, like, why is, does Moria look like that? Why does Moria look like And what it used to be? Just a series of disaster movies. And then we could do the fall of... What's the name of that elven city in the, in the mountains? I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember it now. Starts with G. Or C. Fuck it. I was about to say Gorgoroth, but no. That's no, Gorgoroth the... is uh, where uh, the Morgoth yeah, yeah, resided. Yeah, yeah. My bad. No, Gorgoroth are the plains in Moria. Oh my god! I'm s- Moria, Mordor. I'm handing Mordor. in my I'm handing in my uh, fandom card. Obviously, you're handing your fandom up. ring. <laughs> all, yeah. you, all of us get rings. I'm uh, cast into the fire of mediocrity because I'm obviously not worthy to. No, it's okay. Nobody can be Stephen Colbert. <laughs> True. If only they got him to supervise it. Like, that would be so cool. Because he he has not because he's the only guy who can go toe to toe with the likes of freaking um uh, Peter Jackson in a Lords of the Rings quiz and like he can correct him about he yeah. I, did you know that he was a consultant and then he would go on set and pinpoint and, and spot inaccuracies? He's I that did not guy. Know that. He's that guy. He even got a cameo in the Hobbit. 
Well, I mean, that can I can understand the cameo in the Hobbit, but like the Lord of the Rings movie, this is like Corbett report days when yeah. he was still not huge. No, I think this is when he finally hit the Tonight Show. But I would yeah. say, uh, but we digress. So I don't know if Lord of the Rings pulls this off because I think people are gonna be thirsting hard for a nice medievalish kind of epic since Game hey, of Thrones is leaving. Yeah, Game of Thrones proved that people still like you know magic and swords and shit. Yep. And this time we can actually have proper fucking battle tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our previous episode. Why did they send the cavalry in? <laughs> like, hey, say what you want about magic and orcs. At the very least, they have city walls. You stand behind the walls <laughs> and use the walls as the. <sighs> it, it's it's Winterfell. It's a fort. <laughs> so Aren't you supposed outside. to be fortified? Yes, I will put the ditch behind the infantry. So they're stuck between a literal rock and a hard place. You know what? It, it took all this evolution before they finally figured it out in Braveheart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of blue balls. <sighs> yeah, okay. Shall we finally go into it? Yes, we're holding it off long enough. So, it's time for SEO. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the probably the only reason for us to do this episode. Yeah. And before we begin, I called it, told you, fuckfest Westeros. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, we... <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't get my uh, particular fanfiction happen. You didn't get your ship? <laughs> no, I didn't get my Eiffel Tower moment, but uh, close enough. <laughs> close enough, right. Yeah. You know what, uh, what disappointed me? How not disappointed uh, <laughs> like Tit Drinker was? He was basically, Twins. oh, yeah, he was like, oh, he, I'm so sad. Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> but he had this like, uh, R slash nice guys moment. Yeah, and then... he's like, I was so nice to her and I loved her. Why did you abandon me? He's like, dude, just, just go... Go, but thankfully there was like another woman who comes in. A nice scabby wench. Yeah, she was like, "I'll oh, fuck you." All right, fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm he, an animal. He bounced back super fucking quickly. You know what? I respect that man even more. <laughs> yeah, uh, shit, I respect her. Like saying, "Oh, maybe you should be afraid of me." Like, I'll take my chances. <laughs> I'll split you open. <laughs> she knows what she wants. Uh huh. <laughs> Apparently, about eighteen inches. So, boys. Well, you know, I've known plenty of northern girls. Mm-hmm. Not far off. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, so maybe like of course it's gonna be a spoiler filled episode if you have not caught up on the Game of Thrones I'm sorry yeah so like this episode comes out on a Friday you had five days Monday <laughs> I'm sorry no, I mean this episode as in Th- our uh, podcast okay. comes out sorry on the- as yeah we, we're we not doing this live <laughs> I wish no I don't wish I no, no we don't want to do this live you know oh, yeah. Yeah. speaking of space aids <laughs> so um Maybe let's do the whole play-by-play. Play play. What were the things that you liked and the things you didn't like? Okay, so first off, um, things I did like was the return of the plotting and scheming parts of Game of Thrones. Because they have but three episodes. Yeah, but that was the stuff that people fell in love with. Not yep, necessarily the big fight scenes or the CGI or, you know. No, it was definitely the plotting and scheming in the first three seasons because they didn't have the budget for big fight scenes yet. Of course not, but it was just like watching people just you know have fraught conversations mm. where if anyone overheard anything they were saying their lives would be in danger their lives of their loved ones would be in danger mm-hmm. and fucking return to a form of Conleth Hiller's Varus yep and we remember why he was so fun to watch in the first five seasons of the show mm. uh, disappointments disappointments <laughs> uh, I mean like some of the relationship moments were like much as it was kind of fun to see Brienne finally get some, uh, it kind of <laughs> cheapened her relationship with Jamie to yeah, make it sexual. I guess. Like, the... it was more fun when they were just good friends. 
They were never good friends. There was a lot of tension between the two of them. There was a lot of sexual tension, but sometimes it's best when that's not paid off. When it's like, oh, I only had like sexual feelings for you because I am a virgin, not because I actually am sexually attracted to you. I think it's a bit of both though, but I would say this, right? Uh, Okay, then again, let me put on my, uh, I know how TV shows work. You know why they hooked up, right? Because when he finally reaches King's Landing, there's going to be a moment between him, Cersei, and her. Oh yeah, setting up the uh, they have to set, They're uh, setting triangle. up something. So yeah. there you go. So who will we choose? Cersei, his sister, or Brienne? Let's his see. mister, <laughs> I guess. I've never slept with a knight before. <laughs> Neither have I. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the one hand, you have a murdering psychopathic cunt who would happily burn the entire city down around her to hold on to power. Or the embodiment of knightly values, and generally just a lovely person. Hmm. The cunt, of course. Obviously, it should yeah. be so much more fun. What are you talking about? Oh, and yeah. She's your sister. <laughs> if anything goes wrong, you can just tell mom. <laughs> so, um, that's it. That was your biggest disappointment. No, having having I, them hook up. Uh, I mean, whilst it was kind of cool to see a dragon get brought down by um, the scorpions, um, ships. I know then they haven't got outboard motors or anything, but you could kind of see big ships with black sails. They kind of stand out on, you know, particularly flat surfaces like open fucking water. No, I thought they were coming behind some sort of like uh, islands or. There's still like fifty of them, and it's not like it's an unbeatable archipelago. And especially since you have an airborne view, couldn't you have seen them from where you were? Yeah, like what the where the fuck were you looking at if you couldn't see that stuff down in the water? You know, but nothing like seeing the smoke wiped off uh, Daenerys' face when that dragon went down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And also, (laughs) John he traded in his direwolf for a dragon, and the dragon dies immediately. There you go. Yeah. Also, fuck you, Jon Snow. Fuck you (laughs) for not. Patting and hugging that poor little injured good boy. Who is good boy? <laughs> yeah, Ghost has been nothing but a good boy. Is that what they call common too? <laughs> so yeah, uh, good boy and good boy. <laughs> well, one's good with boy. a Y, one's with an I. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I mean, but the thing is, I have the same problem because if you were to probably look at these two episodes back to back, it's like, isn't that the same like asset they had in some folder somewhere? We have this extra like <laughs> like video of a dog with some green screen I just put it there <laughs> yeah I mean they said that um, you know fans ask for ghosts we give them ghosts yeah so also on Twitter they said oh we didn't have him say pack goodbye or like give him a hug because it would have been too expensive in the same episode that we see multiple dragon scenes flying around and one of them die in a very spectacular way with properly keyed in blood it's like Nah, it just says that you had you decided that dragons were worth more than dogs. Well, you just have to understand, like that was you know important to the story, and having a a nice heavy petting moment with his puppy is a. I shouldn't have said heavy petting. No, you shouldn't have. But then I'll say it again: a nice heavy petting moment with his puppy would have been like, yeah, we don't quite have the budget for that. We still have Dinklage around. But it'd been a better <laughs> emotional payoff than the dragon dying but then again I'm putting on that screen right ahead again yeah I know emotional payoff is gonna be the next episode when John finally makes it to King's Landing he's never been there right no yeah he's literally never been further south than Winterfell yeah. so if you think about it it's like uh, oh my god uh, Kit Harrington finally doesn't have to film in Iceland anymore he can go to Morocco where all the other people are having fun <laughs> yeah I think Kit Harrington has said in interviews like he's looking forward to finally not being in the fucking north <laughs> His accent will change and everything. Right, yeah, because uh, Pete behind the curtain, he's from London. He ain't from the north like the others were. Oh, really? Yeah. Posh boy? 
very posh boy. Mm. Uh, he is uh, next in line for a minor earldom. I thought you say next in line for the throne. <laughs> it's William, Harry, then Kid Harrington. He's actually about 64th in line for the throne. Really? Yeah. Where are you in line? Uh, like 400th probably. You have to kill 400 people before you become king. Yeah. Plus whatever baby Meghan Markle puts out. Uh, yeah. He's called Archie, apparently. Archie? Yeah. Oh, Archie. Hello there. I'm gonna be king someday. No, you're not. No, <laughs> not unless a lot of unfortunate things happen to your father, your uncle, and your cousins. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, Charles is still next in line, right? Technically. <sighs> <laughs> why? Because of succession laws. See, this is why Brexit is a thing, because you don't, know, you don't even know how to figure out royalty. No, we know how to figure it out. It's just like, unfortunately, that's the rules we have. It's primogenitor. Eldest son and Harris. Unfortunately, can... that's the eldest son we have. <laughs> that fucking weirdo. Well, could have been worse. Could have yeah. been the Queen's husband. Good thing he isn't pure English, right? Uh, that's the only yeah. stipulation, right? Because he's got German blood, right? Uh, he had to um, renounce all claims to his thrones to marry Elizabeth, I remember. Mm-hmm. And also, part of the situation was that he would not hold power when he got married. He's concert only. See? Why? <laughs> so anyway, speaking of a really weird royalty, yeah. uh, my biggest... Uh, the, the one thing I did enjoy was the fact that Jamie and Brienne did hook up because oh, Brienne needed a good lay. She looked oh, like sure. she was holding in for so long and I did enjoy kind of the moment because the thing is, like coming off the previous previous episode where she got knighted, uh-huh. to the previous episode where she kicked ass, and then it's like seeing her journey and just seeing her, like you know, she's the true good boy. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like she's yeah. always been loyal. She she stuck to her code. She fulfilled the mission. I will protect the Stark girls. Yeah, and it's good to see her get some payoff. Yeah. Might have been more emotionally cathartic if she had died in Battle of Winterfell, but. Hey, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we're saving it for her to die in some other thing. Because, like, the reason why I chose this is because we finally get to see her cry. Yeah, and, and it was like, a good uh, It was cry. a good cry. No, and... Yep, Gwendolyn Christie, you are absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, we can't put you in romantic comedies. I think she'd be wasted in romantic comedies. What else can she do? Literally anything else. She's got great dynamic range. I mean, she would have been fantastic as Captain Phasma if they let her do anything. She would have been fantastic as Captain Marvel. Oh yes, <laughs> actually, that would have been a bold choice. But yeah, I could buy, I could buy that kind of smugness and kind of like condescending look. I wouldn't say it should be smug or condescending. I think it should just be effective. Yeah. Because then, like, when you see when you see something like Brie Larson punch a spaceship in half, you think, yeah, CGI. When you see her punch a spaceship like, in half, no, it's I like I could buy Gwendolyn Christie actually just smashing things with her fists. I would love to see Gwendolyn Christie versus Thanos. Like that image is now stuck in my mind. God damn it. Yeah. So, um, okay. So speaking of also uh, moments of disappointment, uh, I did not see her boobies. Uh, well, you can. She did a photo shoot some time ago. Yeah, but I always want to see him bouncing on Jamie's hard <laughs> cock. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> They're like, everybody did a new scene. My turn. <laughs> and then once, once again, we love you, Gwendolyn Christie. I, know, I fucking love you. You're an amazing actress. I love everything you do. I love your interviews. You're like extremely charming and funny. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I, it's just that I just need to see it. <laughs> For the data. <laughs> for the data. <laughs> for the data. To compare to other data? Yeah, sure. It's like, you know what? Yeah. She's pretty good at that. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, imagine that her straddling on Jamie Lannister, just riding him like the cock hungry virgin. She is like, ah! <laughs> I- <laughs> 
Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. This is what I do on the show. <laughs> um, the other disappointing moment was... Um, Me not hitting my inappropriate quota? <laughs> uh, yeah, but also, you know, if you're going to have a public beheading like with Missandei, don't cut away at moment of contact. No, but the thing is, it's kind of... Do you think it's also kind of them paying <gasps> tribute to season one when they did the Sean Bean beheading? I guess so, but at the very least, like, they showed the head being removed in season one. Mm. Like, you saw the blade pass through and his head start to move. Yeah. With this one, they cut away, then you see just in the background the body and the head go dunk, 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 dunk. You know what? The thing is, uh, I mean, I, I know it's a nitpick, but, uh, that moment when that, okay, when that happened, the beheading, mm-hmm. Graham didn't seem that affected by it, huh? Uh, well, he's a soldier, he's good at hiding his, uh, bottling down his emotions. But you could tell that he was, like, very subtly getting very, very angry. So, I want him to go full-on berserker mode next episode. When was the last time he did it? Was it during the, the taking of, uh, I don't know. What... Well, I mean, he's always been, like, a cool, efficient soldier in every fight. But he never he had a proper, like, battle fight scene, right? Uh, kinda. When they were taking over all the rich people in the town, I can't remember the name more. Uh, Marine, I think. And also, mm. when they stormed Castle Rock, that was pretty cool. Mm, there you go, yeah. Uh, but no, him to go, like, full on, like, 10 to 1 and just go crazy and then die with, like, a pile of Lannisters around him. That yeah. would be awesome. Again, I'm just gonna put on my screen right ahead because the thing is, shows like this have a certain kind of, uh, yeah. loop around. Uh, no, the mountain's gonna crush him. Probably. Because the heartbroken guys always have the worst deaths. Yeah. But speaking of, um, there is a way to redeem a show. Oh. Klagenbo. Ba 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 ba! A running joke that only lasts another two episodes, apparently. One episode, actually. Oh, next probably, one is. likely. Yeah. So, um, maybe we should talk about predictions for next episode because, I mean, there better fucking be a battle next episode. No, I haven't even talked about one of my favorite moments. Oh, okay. Sorry. Backtrack, backtrack. Uh, Anya cock blocking poor little. <laughs> The thing is, I could see that coming. Like, he walked in, and as soon as he started talking, I was like, please don't. Please don't. Oh, no, you did it. So here, oh, God. So, again, here on The Last King, speaking from the uh, the, the only two members of this show who uh, have seen Pussy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, John. Can't wait to come back. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I would say this, right? Boys, if you love her and you fuck her, don't say you love her afterwards. Yeah. Wait. Wait until she says it first. Because then she's in control and she's the one who'll be like, nah. <laughs> and then you're the dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone pointed out that it's a kind of a closing loop because in season two, she was, was kind of saying like, oh, come with me, I'll be your family. Kind of like saying, I want to start a life with you in season two or three when they were... I think she meant like as a brother. <laughs> yeah, back then, obviously. But I think there was like some kind of like, you know, childish interest. Before the hormones kicked in. Huh? Yeah. Uh, For both of them. Yeah. But uh, now she's realized that I cannot be what you want me to be, yes. which is kind of tragic. Of like, I think that she does like him a lot in that way, but she just as a friend. No, probably she probably actually generally romantically loves him, but she knows that. Really, she- I thought she just basically like did it for the sake of just in case she dies. No, I think she does generally have feelings for this boy, but it's just that she also knows that she's probably gonna die trying to stab someone to. Uh, to death and so she wants mm-hmm. to just give him a clean break so he's not going to spend the rest of his life doing what his father did whooping after a Stark girl yeah yeah that kind of makes sense too I would also say yeah both of them are going 
Yeah, both of them have star girls that got away. Oh, then again, you know, screenwriter head. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Look at how everything loops around. It's mm. like poetry; it rhymes. <sighs> Man. Anyway, like Star Wars. Uh, so I don't know. So uh, can we do the nitpicking for a moment? Yeah, sure. Let's let's nitpick away. I've got my big comb. Where are the wildlings going? Uh, back north. Why aren't they helping? Because I don't give a shit. Like they literally only came down south to get away from the White Walkers. White Walkers are gone. They have no stake in the Game of Thrones. Like, they're called the free people for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, they're free of this bullshit. Like, we're going back to where this bullshit isn't going to affect us no more. Okay. I mean, but didn't, like, don't they owe John kind of like a favor? They did. And they paid it with this? Yeah, they paid it off with, uh, yeah, uh, the fighting for Winterfell. So, you know, and fighting at the Battle of the Bastards. Like, they've really definitely and paid the- back the debt. Okay. And uh, another question. Why didn't John just ask, like, hey, one more? Uh, because I think he knew that they'd say no. And also, he's such an honorable idiot. <laughs> like, he's a definition of lawful stupid. Yeah, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Good call right there. Uh, okay, here's another one. Where's Clegane going? Uh, he's going off to fight his brother. Are you sure? It just seems like he's just leaving. And, he like, Arya and him are having, like, their he own He said adventure. he has unfinished business. Do you think it's, like, going after the I mountain? I fucking hope so, because if it's just to go mope at that, uh, uh, Scepter's, uh, grave from season 6, fuck you, Game of Thrones. Well, they only have but two episodes left. Yeah, so, if there is no click game ball... You'll write Yeah. <laughs> you will write games. <laughs> yes. I will be like Riot Games and, and walk, walk out. out. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you going to thank me for the setup? Yes, thank you very much for setting up a very prescient new there you story. Go. There you go. Uh, supports to all the right people who are walking out. I hope you unionize and I hope you get what's due to you because, you know, fuck corporate overlords who uh, abuse their positions of power. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course... Uh, Sees means production. <laughs> uh, okay, and one more nitpick. Daenerys, you're, why are you such an idiot? <laughs> it's like... Everybody's telling you don't don't do it don't do it. No, we got to because because I came all this way. So did we, bitch. Um, remember, <laughs> she's a product of incest. She's not quite right in the head. Yeah, that's true. Because Jamie Lannister gave up like a big bitch for his bitch sister. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> she yep. even said, "Please." I I wouldn't say no. Like if she if <laughs> if Brain of Tough was to grab me by the cheeks and say, "Please don't go be with me." Sure, because you're terrifyingly big. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to upset you. I mean, you. she'd be looking down on me when she says that, and I'd be like, "Okay, sure." And she jerks like, you off. <laughs> no, please don't snap my neck while you're holding my cheeks. As you jerk her off, what's going on? <laughs> I'm doing something with my hand. She's so large, I can grip the clip by my hand. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. I had oh to. my god! I have an inappropriate quota, asking fans, and oh, I think I've hit it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm done for the day. <laughs> I'm fine. That is somehow the worst thing you've ever said. And yet show. the best thing for you. <laughs> no, I too can imagine it. You have to peel it back like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and I've said a lot of horrible things on this show. <laughs> well. There goes my dream of ever meeting her in person. <laughs> no, she's probably going to show it to you. It's true. <laughs> and she pulls back her Captain Phantasma outfit. <laughs> and it's silver too. <laughs> I had it pierced and chromed. <laughs> Want me to ruin Lord of the Rings for you too? No, let's wait for the show to come. <laughs> uh... Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> talking about Gwendolyn Christie's massive clit. <laughs> no, we won. He is, she is truly the only one you could grab by the pussy. 
<sighs> and I am done. Thank you, thank you. Please cue applause right now. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> the, the thoughts and uh, <laughs> ideas presented by Dr. Shafiq are of his alone and do not represent the Gloss King as a whole. Oh, you're going to be jacking up this later, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so, again, okay. Let's do it proper. Let's go straight into predictions. What are you going to do in the next episode? Because we've had the Battle for Winterfell, the kind of naval battle for a dragon. Uh, this is going to be the Battle for King's Landing. And do you think this is where they put all the money in? I hope so. Me too. So this is my prediction. They're going to have the build-up. The fight's going to start. And Daenerys is going to somehow, at the 11th hour, listen to reason. And hold back with uh, using fiery death from above. You know that's not going to happen. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay. Until she realizes it's not going well. Like they're fighting back. Uh, the mountain is crushing people left, right, and center. She says, okay, fuck it. I'll go and fly and fire. And she'll hit the wildfire reserve. Okay. Oh, yeah, they have that and shit. And King's Landing will Oh, God. That's such in... a Deus Mex Machina. God damn but... it. Why did you have to remind me? <laughs> but we'll see all of King's Landing, including everyone inside, just go up in flames. And the only people left are the ones who are left outside. So even like, okay. Every single person inside the city walls will go up in smoke. So if Aya's there, she's gone. If um, Sandor Clagane is in there, he's gone. Uh, John, like anyone who is not in outside the city is going to just go boom like that. Okay. Any- and then episode six will just be the fallout of losing an entire city to wildfire. Okay. And just uh, Peter Dinklage having to repopulate the entire... <laughs> the Seven Realms. Well, it looks like I'm the only guy around. The last episode will be him, like, limping to a tavern to Bronn and saying, give him the keys of Highgarden and say, fuck off. Yeah. And then just drown in uh, wine and pussy. You know what? He still so had- we'll start... We'll end the show as it began. But he did have one of the best lines ever. With Now you know how it feels like to climb up. <laughs> I, I had to pause the show to appreciate that. Line. I had a great giggle. He's <laughs> like, you know, that was very well written like, and delivered, sir. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that the first time you have to climb up. <laughs> Do you know how long I've been waiting to make a tall joke? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Dinklage, you amazing man. I can amazing. kiss you. Whoever wrote it, you're a genius. Dinklage, that delivery was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you could you could li- you could li- li- literally see Nikolai Kosterwald. What is his name? Right? Yeah, like I'm sure they had to. He do- had to do a double take. Yeah, you saw him like. <laughs> they probably had to reshoot that scene at least fifty times. Sure, because everyone would just keep on laughing, cracking up. Gwynlin Christie. <laughs> well, I got something you can grip right here. <laughs> last one, I promise. It's not gonna be the last one. I know it. Well, the last king. There's never a last one. We just keep going. <laughs> I thought this was the last one. Nah, we're still going. Yeah. So, uh, when is Clegane Ball going to happen in this uh, dream think, episode? Uh, it starts off Clegane Ball. Starts off, no, it's going to happen in the background. We'll see the start <laughs> of it. And then as Danny's flying over, we'll just see in the corner. Oh, there they are. You know what? I'm I'll pre- be like little Easter eggs that we see. Like the toasty guy from Mortal Kombat. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like David and David. Li- they listen to this podcast and they're like, you know, Eccentric Thumb wants Clegane Ball so much. What we're going to do is we're going to kick it off. Just like in Thor Ragnarok, and before they even touch each other, we'll cut away! Because <laughs> fuck you, eccentric Thor. <laughs> yeah. That was a great idea, and you can't have it. Mwaha. Yeah, fuck you in particular for <laughs> wanting to have something fun to watch. You know? Yeah, but would you want it to be like Thor Ragnarok, where they're just slamming against each other? And it's just like a brutal, like, uh, barbaric kind of, like, guardian, like, slobber knocker. Uh, I want to see just absolute devastation. I want to see what's underneath the helmet. What does he look like now, huh? Well, we saw his eyes, so... But is it going to be the same dude that... that, he, that no, he... it's still uh, for Bjornsson, I think. Really? Yeah. 
Because like, well done to him for keeping that gig. True that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's got much else in terms of like dynamic range. Um, I'd love to see him in a romantic comedy. I would love to see him say something to Kugin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who would win? Uh, I think they'll kill each other off. Oh, oh. really? That's your best idea. Or like, uh, they're both super wo- wounded, and but as he's doing like the patented head squeeze, Aya comes out and stabs him in the back. That sounds very likely. Arya's got a habit of like killing off cool characters very uncoolly. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, like if we have you know, the Valenquar uh, prophecy where a younger brother kills Cersei, it will be Arya wearing Jamie's face, which would be both kind of cool and kind of ruin it because we want the emotional payoff of Jamie stabbing Cersei in the face. Anyway, okay, then we have to ask the important question: Who kills Cersei? I want it to be Jamie. It will probably be Arya or Tyrion. Why Tyrion? Because he's the also the younger brother. Poetic justice. Yeah. Or she'll use he'll use the crossbow. Hmm. Which would be great if Bronn hadn't fucking walked off with a crossbow. If he had left it on the table, that would have been sweet. But true that. But it's a, it's a sweet looking crossbow. So if yeah. it, if everything goes like tits up, it's like he can definitely get some good old cash for it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but pawn it off. Yeah. Sure. Like, uh, what's this cross? It's the crossbow that killed the what's that big Lannister again? Tywin. Yeah, this yeah. the same one. It's right? the same one, yeah. There you go. Because, uh, like poetry, everything rhymes. We need to bring back props. Yeah. Now. Because, hey, we need to self-reference something that's been going on for Actually, what, eight there's one years? thing that hasn't been paid off yet, which they might bring in would be interesting, oh. is um, the Iron Bank. Because uh, the way that the Cersei has the Golden Company yeah. is by taking a huge ass loan from the Iron Bank of Bravos. Yeah, yeah, we never see these and assholes they, again, right? Yeah, and we want to see them collect on the debt because also Stannis owes them big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And he's dead. So uh, they're going to want to collect mm-hmm. somehow. And so maybe the Golden Company are here to actually collect on the debt. It's going to be very Monty Python. It's like after this amazing battle, we have one more episode after that, right? Yeah. And everybody's happy. And then basically, like, the Iron Man comes to, like, the Daenerys and Jon Snow, like, victory. Like, oh, yeah, we're here to collect. Yeah. All, all this is ours. They just, just impound King's Landing. <laughs> But Drogon drug into a little cage and shit. Like, it literally is like, we finally got King's Landing and now it's getting repossessed. Yeah. Or go full on Monty Piper and it's like, you know, literal modern day policemen and repo men coming yes, in and trucks. They just come in. So the fucking, what's your equivalent of the IRS in England? Uh, Inland Revenue, I guess. Okay, also IRS then. Yeah, Inland Revenue and Customs, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they come in. Stop yeah. that! Stop that! No, no, nobody's celebrating. <laughs> yeah, the throne, the dragon, <laughs> and the dwarf, and the little man. What? What? No, he's yeah, he's, he's a he's a prophet. Just like pick him up and throw him in. <laughs> you can't do this. <laughs> that is, yeah. oh man. So the main thing we've learned from this episode is that we really want to do a Monty Python tribute at some of point. Of course, because poor Terry Jones. Uh, yeah, I would love to be the guy who's like, you know what? We loved him before he moved on, and everybody on Facebook was claiming, "Oh, I've always loved him." No, you haven't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, but you know what? Uh, should I do my predictions? Yeah, please do your predictions. Uh, Dragon gets killed very easily in the first ten seconds of the intro. It's like basi- oh, so basi- once again, I fall right in the rock. Yeah, once again, it's basically it's nothing but subverting expectations, or like, no, no, we're running out of money. Uh, they, they, the reason we have six episodes is because, like, you know, like, uh, HBO executives were like, uh, yeah, well, nah, we're, you're not gonna do any more of this? Fuck you, here's half the budget. Huh? But it's like $15 million an episode. Yes, and that is not Most even... of it is going to the actors now, I think. Yes, exactly. Like Dingish alone gets half a million an episode. Well, he does work according to scale. <laughs> Gotta stop doing that joke. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> Sorry if you didn't glitch. I mean, I would be more uh, offended, but, you know... <laughs> I'm a tall person, scale. so fuck him. <laughs> no, I mean... I, uh, he earns half a million dollars just to show up, so fuck him. <laughs> Does that mean you feel better? No. His, his accent isn't accurate enough. Fuck him. I think even Sophie Turner's earning like 300k an episode now. Well, she's gonna definitely have a long, illustrious career as the Dark Phoenix, sir. Well, <laughs> that will get residuals from the Jonas Brothers reunion tour. <laughs> After she divorces him. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's how it works. Oh, man. Uh, so... Uh, the dragon has definitely has to die straight away because that's the only equalizer that mm. Daenerys has because we need to build up dramatic tension. Uh, Cersei doesn't die. Cersei actually survives the, the assault on King's Landing because we need her for the very final uh, episode which is going to be the Poetic Justice episode. The, the true wrap-up episode. So we're going to have something like the scurrying of the Shire kind of thing? Possibly, but I would say... Not even the scurrying of the Shire. Like, she survived... Like, the, the, the battle lasts literally the entire episode and it ends on a cliffhanger. Okay. And it's basically... We need to just uh, kill all the other characters because it's tradition! So, um... Well, I mean, now would be the episode to kill everyone off because mm. you saved far more people than you should have for Battle of Winterfell so we need to see people drop like flies yeah of course like the major complaint a lot of people had for the Battle for Winterfell episode is like uh, apparently not enough um, what do you call significant deaths yeah and the ones who died were like yeah we, we, we won't miss these guys yeah, I mean, like, kind of sad, but kind of like, they're not super plot significant. Yeah, and it wouldn't be Game of Thrones without the, oh my god, they killed him off, but then again, it's quite near the end of everything, so. Yeah, and, like, you know, people have been kept alive because you need to progress their plot, because you can't just, like, have it dangling mm -hmm. in the air. Like, all the other major deaths in the previous seasons, they helped progress the plot. Mm -hmm. Like, Ella Stark died because that progresses the plot of, like, you know, you have to be brutal on Game of Thrones. Uh, John Stark, no, Rob Stark mm -hmm. died because, you know, that's the payoff because the Red Wedding had to set off the actual tone of the show which people and, were not aware of because and also breaking his promise to marry the phrase because of yep. like his Stark Justice bit him in the ass yeah speaking of Stark Justice I think Arya's gonna die yeah for because, sure because like for her to die after being the hero of Winterfell and killing the Night King for her to die would definitely get the most like shock uh, probably she will interfere with, in Clegane Bowl trying to help and then like the mountain will kill her. Ooh, if he crushes her yeah. in some way, that would be brutal as hell. But it'll finally adjust her face. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, Maisie, you have a beautiful face. Don't listen to this man. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> it's fine. Only one guy likes her and she cock blocked him. <laughs> you deserve whatever you get. Okay. But then again, uh, no. But I think I do kind of appreciate the fact that, you know, she did go off with Clegane because, yeah, it had a very nice Leon the professional kind of vibe between the two of them. Yeah. So that kind of worked. But I would say because uh, Clegane definitely needs a moment and the only thing that he would truly like they kind of established that like the only battle. the Starks can get any kind of emotional uh, yeah like he didn't really I wouldn't say that uh, he didn't like in his entire run on the show he's been basically like this hard ass no emotion like fuck it I'm in it for me and me alone yeah and until then, the Starks came along and then like for if Arya was to die then we like because he kind of got uh, a little bit emotional when during the battle of Winterfell when when, I, like yeah he overcame his lifelong fear of fire to because, go and yeah, save her. Because, the daddy gene kicked in for some reason. So yeah. it's like, okay, the fact that they established that at the Battle of Winterfell, again, putting on that screen right ahead. So if she dies, we get to see him finally go nuts. And how that's how he takes down the mountain because yeah. that would be his second win moment where basically he gets beaten down 
and then Arya tries to help, she gets killed instead. He definitely uh, has to, you know, okay, finally, you know, emotional impact. Yeah, fit of rage. But there you go. What would be cool is if he kills his brother with fire. Yeah. That would be like the ultimate uh, turnabout. True that, yeah. You know, finally burn the rest of his face off. Yeah. Uh, oh, you burnt my face as a boy? I'm gonna burn you as a person. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, Jamie dies. And, oh, yeah. it, and it's Cersei who kills him because like then it would be that'd be a nice version of expectations yeah because he's gonna go all the way back because he loves his sister and he wants to protect like King's Landing and all that bullshit but then when he finally goes face to face he's like sister I'm back uh, you said like you know you, you said that if anybody asks who the baby was that I be the father and then she like, just stabs him no no fuck you no I, I'm in it for myself all the way and then Euron kills her because like I'm not the dad Die, bitch! Yeah, something like that. You know, yeah. jealous rage. And then, but the thing is, she survives whatever stabbing Euron gets because the dragon falls on him. Yeah, I mean, because actually, he needs some poetic justice, there has I guess. Some insinuation that there'll be a fallout between Euron and Cersei because mm. when Tyrion was shouting up, saying like, you know, for the babies, like, how does he know you're pregnant? Because I'm the only one who's meant to know. So mm. that'll just start like casting doubts, and it might be some kind of. Or maybe, you know what, because they're all Lannisters, like, he, he just assumed and like, oh, he, she's pregnant, no? I, yeah. That was a bluff, actually. Yeah. Hmm. No, but you've always loved your children. Well, but he didn't really specifically say that she no, was pregnant. No, he did say, like, you know, for, for your child who's yet to come. He did? Oh, I can't yeah. remember that properly then. Hmm. Yeah, like, the way that, like, you saw her face kind of waver, which was either, like, I'm getting to you, or, like, Stop fucking talking, my sugar daddy's here. Uh, but l- uh, let me also kind of just bring up the f- uh, that one lovely moment because you know it's been a while, and Cersei is my favorite character on the show, and to see her kind of return in this season is like, yeah, long time coming. And you know what? That cold, cold line of basically whatever you want to say, say it now. <laughs> yeah. Any last words? Boom. And it's like, <sighs> there you go. yep, I miss her so much. So yeah. she survives because it has to be Jon Snow who kills her because that's how you need to wrap it up because. Uh, the revenge for the, the father, Ned Stark, uh-huh. has to be the bastard son. Yeah. Because th- that will make the most sense. For Arya to kill her... And he has to use Jamie's blade. Or... S- not necessarily. Well, uh, yes, because that's the uh, remade version of Ice, hmm. which was Ned Stark's uh, sword. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely get all the fanboys going. Yeah. yeah. But but you, you see what I'm saying, right? It's yeah, because yeah. it's like... Ned Stark did his best to hide the secret and raise this this boy to be yeah. one of his own and it would only be I mean that would be the, the best revenge is it has to be John who kills Cersei yeah it can't be Jaime because you know what everyone's expecting it because it's in the books blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm sorry all such free folk you know you can kind of complain about how mm, because you've got to really pay attention to how like the the, the double D's <laughs> the yeah. D&D's I mean put, they, they, the way they set the framework is like okay this I mean I'm speaking out of like logically this would make the most sense mm-hmm. with the arc that you're going on <gasps> then again they could just you know like fuck it everybody dies it could go with your version where like yeah, yeah. we blow everybody nobody's happy and it's just like a show's version of Rocks Fall everyone dies yeah you know what I mean uh, but then again <sighs> I'm expecting anything less than a fart in the bath from at this point in time. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have your expectations lowered. Yeah, true. But we'll see. Like, you know, uh, the show has surprised me in the past. So, we'll see. They only have two episodes to surprise you, though. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But uh, one last thing I do want to mention is uh, I quite enjoyed the memes about um, how Ed Stark uh, managed to keep... Um, the secret of Jon Snow's birth secret for two decades both of the Star Girls could not even last a day <laughs> <laughs> yep 
Uh, there you go. Like, mm -hmm. Ned, I will permanently ruin my relationship with my wife to help, uh, you know, keep this boy's uh, identity a secret. Mm -hmm. um, Sansa, yo, guess what I just found out, everyone? Let me tell you, the one person that I shouldn't tell because you're talking to the one person who tells everybody everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Varys' uh, response, who else knows? Eight people? Now it's not a secret. It's information. Bingo. Yeah. So, but then again, like, especially when that scene happened to me, it's like, yeah, but... No, it felt like that last uh, dead cat pounce is like, oh, we still have a po there's still a possibility for us to surprise you. But to me, it's like, you got two episodes. Let's be realistic. No, you don't. Yeah. I mean, it's two episodes, but each one is 18 minutes. So that's uh, quick math. Uh, that's three hours and 10 minutes to do some stuff. Yeah, but you definitely need your, your, your epilogue and your final ending. So yeah, like the let's shave rapid. it down to proper... Yeah. But we've got prequels coming to look forward to. Yeah, uh, three different prequels in, uh, in preparation at the moment. We'll see what happens with that because you know what? It's been a hot minute since like The Hobbit left the cinemas and we haven't had those uh, Lord of the Rings prequels yet. They're coming. They're just in production because Amazon needs to pay God knows how much money for the rights. Because, yeah. Because the Tolkien estate is stingy as hell these days. But then again, you know what? They're the only ones left to protect the integrity of the stories. Yeah. Although, you know, they hated uh, the movies. So, you know, I'm a bit iffy about their judgment. I'm pretty sure. Well, who's the last Tolkien left, though? Christopher Tolkien. He really wanted Tom Bombardier. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's, he's not movie film like you know yes it would have been cool but we would have had to have stopped a movie for 30 minutes to have a fat man sing in the woods mm -hmm. like that's not gonna translate well for your common punter then again we had a third movie which ended 15 times right yeah but that's 15 endings like when you're trying to start a story kind of like okay wrapping up imminent danger oh let's go hang out with a fat guy sure mm. who for some reason is not at all affected by the ring because he's the most powerful being on earth and he chooses to spend it Talking to trees. Mm -hmm. Ah, Tolkien. Ah, Tolkien. It sounds better when you read it, not when you see it. Yeah. There you go. So, and uh, on that note, maybe shall we put a rep to this episode? Yes. Uh, like the decaying corpse of the current version of Sonic, we'll uh, leave it to rest. <laughs> and like the decaying corpse of the mountain. <laughs> I don't know. It keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back. Uh, tune in next week when we... Yes, we're going to review Detective Pikachu. <laughs> and the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. And uh, oh yeah, Brightburn's also coming out. Oh yeah, that should be interesting. Sure, James Gunn has work. Yeah. Good on him. Well, he's got Guardians 3 back, so yay! Who was it supposed to go to? No, he was supposed to do Suicide Squad. Right. He's doing both. James Gunn, you have your work cut out for you. Um, so, this has been... <laughs> Brianna Tarf's big glitch shop. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Eccentric Tom. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs>